On today's show... Where are we going, really? What do we want our magnificent life to be? And how do we make that big and bright and clear? And secondly, where are we now? And then we look at the obstacles and say, well, what are the obstacles that typically stand in the way? Because they're all the same obstacles, right? These aren't new. Everyone who's created wealth before us has dealt with these same challenges. So if we understand them, then they're not a surprise. Then last but not least, what's the path through those obstacles? To go from maybe financial stress and big credit card debt to being able to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. Hello, this is Josh here with a quick public service announcement. There will be times in this podcast where you hear us refer to the title Investing Heart to Heart, which was the original name of the show before our research showed us that the audience connected better with Wealth Building with Friends. So thank you for joining the Wealth Building with Friends community. And please leave a review with a couple comments wherever you listen to podcasts because that is how we can sustain growth. And we really need you. Thank you for being part of the tribe. Welcome to Wealth Building with Friends. I'm Usha Patel. Our partners, Melanie and Josh McAllen, will join Bob and I as we meet families just like yours. Our guests come from all walks of life. Successful sales professionals, business owners, consultants, contractors. This podcast will explore the why behind investing and dig deep into the power of relationships, no matter where you are on your personal investment journey. Learn side by side with all of us. We're glad you're here. It is so great to be here. Melanie McAllen, Josh McAllen here. We today get to play the hosts because we're going to interview our co-hosts. That's right. We Yay. we get to be the uh, the questioners of an incredible couple. And they, as you know, Bob is, is with Josh. Uh, he'll be on a lot of these shows and Usha and I hope to pop in when we can. We're getting more and more comfortable, I think, right? <laughs> so welcome to the show, Bob Wells, Usha Patel. It's great to have you guys here. Thank you. It's great to be uh, interviewed by such an amazing couple. That's right. <laughs> well, there is a lot of mutual love here. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just saying, and Melanie, I mean, you, you have so much on your plate. So I, I absolutely, it's, it's amazing to see you and being, being there with Josh as well. And Bob was like, you know, Melanie's going to be there. So I have a lot of busy schedule with all my training that I do. So uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll be on. Talk to you into it. He, he guilted you into it by saying, Melanie's going to be there. I love it, Bob. That, was, that was a strategy. Yeah. I think of your schedule, Usha, and I don't, yeah, that's, you guys are incredible, incredibly gifted and into so many beautiful things. So I just, we'll get into all of that. We're going to get know. into it because here we are. Let's begin with some framing, everyone. We're in a new, wonderful show where we get share conversations with real people and we just learn about their their family story, where they're at in life, and why they're investing. Why not just do a 401k and forget it? Why do you even think about investing? Basically, we're just going to learn the old-fashioned way but around the dinner table through conversation. So today, Bob and Usha, this, uh, again, we probably, uh, as we get to know you listeners, you'll know that we are all partners on this. And actually, we invest as partners sometimes, and we have uh, really cool projects but today we're all collaborating on a podcast, as you know, you're listening to it. So we get this chance to interview you guys. And I'm thinking we should do a vice versa. Maybe another show is you interview us because oh, yeah. <laughs> early on in the cycle, no one knows any of us just yet. So this might be a good way to do it. And today we get to interview. So we're going to start with the basics. 
how long have you guys been married? What is life like for you? What kind of work do you do? Could you just share about the real people, Usha and Bob? Yeah, so Bob and I have been married almost 32 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we met in the Middle East. Not Iowa, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we were both working there. I had moved there in the 80s, late 80s, and Bob had moved there as well. And we met there through scuba diving. That's so amazing. <laughs> Such an incredible story like already. Not- <laughs> it's just like, stop and take that in. We taught scuba diving together, you know, because there, you know, we, we, Usha was a registered nurse and, and I was a, a kind of an advisor to the Saudi military, but we didn't have anything to do all day. I mean, we, we worked very short periods of time and then they wanted us to go find something to do. So we, uh, we start, started teaching scuba diving on the Red Sea and that was kind of our beginning of educating people together, which is a lot of fun. And, and we've always been somehow involved in, in kind of training and education and, and presenting and, and that world. See, I'm on the other side of the sushi for again, and I know where we're going to go in this movie, in this show. And I educating from the beginning has been part of your relationship. And I know where it is today. So I'll, I will tease the audience that if you are patient with us, wait till you hear what Bob and should do today. What I wanted to say though, is, uh, you know, I was, I had gone over from England. I lived in England then. And a friend of mine said, you know, how about we scuba dive? Because there's nothing to do over there. And the Red Sea is beautiful. Well, I didn't even know how to swim. I said, okay. Um, So I go and this other instructor, I get certified with him. And Bob found out about who from one of his friends. And so he was prospecting me for nine months. And I can say certainly that that's one aspect of who Bob is. Carrie has this, he prospects all the time, prospects friends. He prospected me for nine months before I would actually take a call from him or actually meet him. Our network so, is our, our network is our net worth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, when you say prospect, did you mean to become a, a, a romantic relationship or did you mean to be a teacher for a minute? Both. First I needed the money and then, then I re- <laughs> then I realized that, um, that I really wanted to uh, create a lifelong relationship with her. And, and yeah. uh, it took a while because she wasn't interested in, in even meeting Americans because she thought this country was too big and didn't want to have anything to do with it. That's true. That's true. You don't want to change country. Just because you get romantically inclined, so yes, I can see how patient you had to be, Bob. Uh, and 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 perseverance, good perseverance. There. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> no, it's the, some great qualities, though, as I've learned over the years of uh, thirty-two years. I mean, you know, when when um, in life, uh, you know, you have some qualities and you u- utilize them and you're true to them. It's amazing where it leads you. So, literally, within five months, we were married and just journeyed together to where we are today, growing together, trusting each other. That was was quite interesting, living over there for four years and then moving here. What a different life, though, because I met you guys as famous, literally regionally and maybe even nationally famous, (laughs) Keller Williams leaders, Mm -hmm. uh, big real estate, you know, uh, expertise. And yet you really began in a totally different way 32 years ago. So don't, don't we all, uh, you, know, you know, we all, we all start in, in some modest way and we, we become different versions of ourselves as we grow and mature and, and evolve. And it's interesting. I, I think all people have like six lives now, 
You know, I don't think it's like it used to be where, you know, you, you grew up, got a job and stayed in it for 40 years. It's just not the case anymore. So it's so often to see people evolve. And I think that's part of life, right? Yeah. It, it, the journey has been, you know, when you say famous, I, I, I just think everyone is in their own rights in life. As we grow, becoming a better version of ourselves and surrounding ourselves with people that that kind of take an interest in you, which is why I love this. Because I remember when, um, you know, Bob introduced me to you, Josh, and, and Melanie too, you know, told me a story about both of you. It was just really, really interesting for me how we can grow together as, as humans and as in friendship mm-hmm. and then also in business as well. Because business is friendships. You know, it's all relationships. I think we were talking about that as well. But it just seems like like attracts like. And we like you guys instantly. Oh, we feel the same. <laughs> we felt the same way. You said, here's, uh, but just to give a paradigm here, so we're, we're presenting in front of a small room, maybe 50 people, and Bob and you should take the front seat. I'm thinking, what wonderful people. It's always hard. <laughs> to get people to come to the front. The front right. right, Melanie, right. right. You usually, yeah, Melanie, yeah. do you love running to the front seat? Oh, never. Never. <laughs> Melanie does not usually love to run I, to I'm the front. I'm slow. I, I wade in the water slowly. And and Josh, you're usually the one I'm to jump on the I'm front. Cool <laughs> what are you talking seat. about? <laughs> I'm cool. I, owe, I owe that to a friend of mine, John Vroman, who wrote a book called The Front Row Factor. Uh, he has a great charity that sends... Uh, people that have terminal illnesses to front row seating in, in events around the world. And I just, you know, it, it's the best seat in the house. So, so why, why give it up? Right? Well, he, talks, <laughs> he, he talks about life is better in the front row and it, it's, it's really beautiful. And definitely when I read it, it's like, you know what? Front row. <laughs> oh, so he converted you. I love that. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, you guys are lovely. So then you take so, this path, you take the path from uh, all those types of wonderful backgrounds, but then you get into real estate at some point, it seems. Yeah, we did. And then you get into Keller Williams. 1995, I got into real estate sales. Um, I was just uh, looking for for something to do that would would give me uh, flexibility with my time and and allow me to make the kind of money that was uh, was dependent on my own efforts and not what somebody else thought that uh, I should be compensated. And and Usha at that time had, had worked as a registered nurse for a while. And uh, she was uh, an RN until she, we went skiing together and she, she hurt her knee, which means she couldn't nurse. So she ended up in the office with me. And, and that was around what, 2000? Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was on, you know, I couldn't go back to work because I had broken my leg. So I would just take myself, I can't sit still. So I'd take myself on crutches to the office and just the whole idea of, well, maybe I think I'll just help him out. Yeah, there was, um, we missed chapter two because actually we were involved in network marketing for a while as soon as we came back from Saudi Arabia. Yes. And uh, it didn't go exactly where we wanted it to go, but we did that full time for five years. We, we did a lot of uh, meetings in uh, Madison Avenue uh, in New York City and spent a lot of time prospecting and, and meeting people and, and building relationships throughout New York and, and here in the Lehigh Valley. And, um, and then we, we moved that, we learned how to accept a lot of rejection and moved that skill set into real estate where we've been since, uh, well, long time, 1994. So. No, I, I mean, you know, I think um, most of our life we've been learning together and growing together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's probably one of the things people often ask us, you know, how come you're married so long? <laughs> how come? <laughs> you know, how, it's how like, do you manage what is that? It to, what is it? I was, yeah, as my mother-in-law would say, you know, he's yours now. <laughs> <laughs> 
this troublemaker as a kid. <laughs> uh, but the reality is, you know, the whole thing about growing together, if you're not growing together, we're growing apart in life. So I think that's kind of a secret sauce, I think, for uh, journeying together in life. Um, and I, I think we challenge each other too, but not yeah. always at the same time. <laughs> you know, I'll get tired. So Usha can, can um, kind of push me along a little bit because I need help. And she gets tired. And I push. Well, she doesn't get tired much. I get tired. Uh, but we were very mutually supportive in that way. And, and you know, we're, we're always looking for ways to grow and become better people. And, and we challenge each other to do that. I've seen you guys do that. At one time we were doing an event and you guys were with us. And uh, we invited you to something. It was late. That was like after 10 p.m. And, and you're like, I'm ready for I'm ready to knock this out and go to bed. And, and Usha, you said to him, change your state. Was that what you said to him? And that's like part of what you teach people, I imagine. Yeah, we, we've been doing a lot of work with Tony Robbins. Um, and that's really had huge impact on learning how to become a better version of ourselves. And I think changing your state is we can change our state, you know, at a moment's notice. So we get up at 4 a.m. every day. So I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of patting myself on the back. For me, 10 o'clock is kind of pushing it. But yeah, we, uh, you know, it's, it's curious because as we, as we did a lot more um, work in, in real estate sales, we, we had an opportunity in 2004 to begin company building. Network marketing, if you want, I'd love to ask you a question about that. Honestly, network marketing. So for those of us who haven't done it before, to me, the first and biggest one might be Amway. Uh, but now there might be hundreds of them, correct? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty common business model now. There are there are a lot. You know, in, we were in a kind of a different situation than most people because we were in Saudi Arabia for five years. And when you're in the Middle East for five years, you come back to the United States. Uh, you know, we had a couple of choices where to go. We decided to come here. The economy was really good at the time, but... You know, we thought so. We didn't but, know anything about the economy. But, you know, we, we were, it was a whole new <laughs> we chapter. We didn't, it was 1991. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a whole new chapter, though, for us. So, you know, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to continue doing what I had done in the military and in Saudi Arabia. And I, I was looking for more of an entrepreneurial life. And I was, I was captivated by the concept of leverage and being able to leverage your time and leverage your energy into the creation of wealth. And, and the more I looked at it, the more that concept appealed to me. And it was a, it's a very challenging industry in that I think most people that, that enter it are unprepared for, for sales and for marketing and for prospecting and for rejection and for a lot of the things business people tend to deal with. It as a low barrier of entry, so it's very easy to become involved and all of a sudden you feel, wow, I'm in a whole new ball game now. And, and unless you're willing to grow through that, a lot of people might have challenges with it. But I, I think that we learned an enormous amount during that part of our lives. And we did it for a long time. You know, it wasn't a kind of a weekend thing. We did it full time for years. And um, we learned how to present. We, we learned how to cast vision. We learned how to, how to inspire and, and motivate people to believe in themselves. We, without question, we learned how to accept rejection and tons of it. And, and all of those skill sets are so valuable in business. Usha, what would you say, if you don't mind me asking, what that whole thing about learning how to accept rejection, would you, is there a way you can maybe share, share with uh, those out there, how do you do that? How do you overcome rejection or learn to overcome rejection? I, 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 what I'd like to say is personal growth 
I remember when I first got here, I never really actually was ever introduced to anything like that. And learning more about who you are and who you can become, it's probably one of the most powerful things, powerful gifts that we can give, give ourselves for our journey, for our life. And how to overcome anything like that is to learn more about who you are. And the more you learn to accept yourself on the inside, you can deal with anything on the, from the outside. And so for me over the years, that's been the journey is how do I become so accepting of myself in who I am on the inside, my strength, my worth, my love, my forgiveness. When I can be more of all of that, I can be more of that on the outside. And so it makes me so much stronger and filled with so much courage for pretty much anything that's showing up over the years in my life. And it was the best gift uh, for us when we started network marketing because I, I believe most network marketing companies actually have that aspect of it is the personal growth aspect. That was the time when we got to introduce to Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, you know, all different um, so amazing many different people speakers. out there. Yeah, mm -hmm. speakers and, and um, personal growth entrepreneurs. You know, looking back, Josh has always encouraged our kids to do that sort of thing for exactly the reason that you're mentioning. It's because any success is because you did a great job and then any failures because somehow maybe you didn't hit the right marks or didn't do. So it's constantly looking at like at yourself to refine who, what you're doing, how you're presenting and learning how there's so many different people in the world that, that you're speaking to different personalities. You know, if you're only teaching to yourself and then you're missing a whole section of the world out there that wants to hear something different. I think everything's in life is you look back and you realize, wow, that was so integral step to being to where I am today. And, and for you guys, especially in, in your coaching, which we'll get to, I can see that that probably was an enormous step. And, and then listening, listening to people, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, you probably wouldn't have been driven towards listening to the, that type of person if, if maybe you were sort of in the, a cog in the wheel of a sort of day-to-day -day mm -hmm. business job. Like what, me, what native needed that same motivation, you know, as, as sort of in that line of work you, you did. Well, you certainly wouldn't, right? I, I, I think if you don't have a vision for your life that is big and clear and bright and exciting for you, then finding the emotional energy to, to go outside your comfort zone to become a better version of yourself and do things that, that really scare you is really hard. You know you, you know, you have to have that emotional energy that comes from uh, the pleasure of seeing something that's incredible in your future and the pain of understanding what you won't have if you don't get out of that box, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, I think that we've always had a big vision for our life. We've always felt that we would be able to live in multiple countries and visit wherever we wanted to go, do whatever we wanted to do whenever we wanted to do it. We didn't know how. We didn't have the vehicle back then. You know, when, when we were in our 30s, we didn't quite, we hadn't found the, the how, but we had the why. And I think that was very important because if you've got the why, then you'll find a way, right? We we've both have uh, have continued to look for opportunities that would give us the ability to do what we really 
wanted to do, what was really exciting for us. And it seems you both are very, you're extremely outward focused. You know, you're very mm-hmm. concerned and genuinely care about the people in your life and, and the people around you. And just, you know, I've, it seems it's so apparent that you believe that you, that life is a gift and that you guys love to, to live it and then to help other people to see that they have, they have that gift, that they are that gift. You know, I totally respect people for who they are and I stand in awe of who they could become. You know, and it's what compels me to, to engage people constantly and challenge them to be better versions mm-hmm. of themselves and, and involve myself in situations that allow us to intervene in people's worlds to help them through ceilings of achievement and, and into different places. In 2004, we started to uh, to build companies with some partners of ours and, and we started with with one, and um, and we we built that into eleven companies now that that we're passive owners in. In the process of that, in two thousand eight, something happened that we all remember. Right, two thousand eight was was the global financial crisis, and I remember in two thousand eight we were we were running maybe four or five companies at that point, and they were all doing well. They were all making a lot of money, and we thought it was us. It really was the market. And, and when 2008 happened and the crash occurred, we realized that, wow, we're really not the people we need to be to deliver on the kind of promises that we've made to so many people. And, and it occurred to us that we had to be a better version of us. We had to be better people in, in order to support people at the level we had promised. So that's when we started to go everywhere and do everything. We, we went to as many different uh, personal development seminars, read books, uh, listened to tapes, you name it. We, we did everything. And one of the the people that we thought was most impactful was what Usha mentioned before was uh, Anthony Robbins, who I I think is still in terms of personal development, probably the best in the world at what he does. And over the years, uh, you know, we've, we've actually become international trainers for Tony. So we travel all over the world and we we facilitate events uh, in life mastery, wealth mastery. Uh, He does a program called UPW date with destiny. And those are great forums for us to contribute uh, because the people that go to those kind of events are hungry. You know, they, they want to become, they want their lives to be better. And so for us, it's, it's a very rich environment of giving us an opportunity to work with people when they're at the right time. It's sometimes said when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So if you find a bunch of students and you, and you want to be a, 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 you know, a catalyst for change. There's too much to ask off of all these great comments. So I'm going to try to tackle a few of them because I've been listening with my little pen in hand here. Uh, there was a saying you said a few minutes ago. I have to go back to it because I feel like it, it should be written on an Instagram quote. It was that, what, did, when you were asked about why you teach or why you want people to, to seek self-improvement, you said, I respect people for who they are and I'm in awe of who they can become. Did I say that correctly? And can you share that a little yeah, more? Yeah. And, and actually, that's part of an identity statement that's about 10 paragraphs long that I've memorized and said over and over and a half again for many years. I. I respect people for who they are, and I stand in awe of who they can become. I have to remind myself all the time that um, the, 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 the three-year-old that I'm saying hi to, I have no idea where that's going. I, went to, I, I walked my mother's dog the other day, and there was this young kid, maybe he was seven years old, a boy, and uh, he was going out to the, the dumpster. And I'm walking this little dog, and, and he looks over, and he's there, hello. And I said, hi. And he's there, how are you today? I said, well, I'm outstanding and improving. How are you? He said, I'm having a wonderful day. And, and it occurred to me that this kid is probably going to be a governor, <laughs> possibly a president someday. 
you know, I just stand in awe having no clue what people can achieve if they just decide that they're unwilling to settle for less than they can become. Is that the key? I mean, I hate to summarize an entire training by Anthony Robbins, but is that it? Would you mind stating it more profound, like powerfully? I think that's the whole point we're all trying to I get don't to. know. I, I, I don't yeah. want to hog the camera on Usha, but I've got, I've got something that I always say to myself is my biggest fear is to meet the man I could have been. Yeah, I mean, you know? <laughs> I, just, I just in my heart truly believe that none of us are made to be anything less than as much as we all have greatness in us, being whichever way, form, whichever way that we are great, right? We, it doesn't matter. I mean, I remember reading one of the books years ago, The Fred Factor, about the postman, being the most incredible postman, loving what he does, impacting people's lives and just, you know, his, his legacy of service to others at the very high standard. Right. So talk about him living his life with greatness. And I believe we all can do that and we all have it in us. And when we give ourselves grace that we can step in our greatness and live our best lives. Mm-hmm. We have, we have uh, young niece and nephews, and so we've always wanted to be a big part of their lives. And so it's ongoing for us to be wanting to be great role models for them and for, for people in our lives, really. Usha is very uh, active on the national level with a program called QL, Quantum Leap for Young People. It targets... Uh, people that are between, edu- you know, it's that bridging the gap between education and life. Um, and it's, it's been a passion of hers for some time to, to find those young people and help them decide uh, how they're going to map out their life. Hi, this is Melanie McCallan. Josh and I are just so grateful for the many investors who already joined us at Accountable Equity. Accountable Equity is so much more than a capital group. It's really a community of accredited investors that want to learn and grow together. I just want to personally invite you, if you want to find out more about this type of investment and see if it's right for you and your family, please visit us at accountableequity.com. I know you teach a lot about financial, you know, freedom in a sense and and in and being smart, does that come up with these young people? I mean, is that is that a big a big part of it? It is. It is. So I, I grew up with not having conversations around money at all. And I think that's the case with a lot of people. Majority of the people, majority of the world, I don't believe, have conversations around money. Uh, if there is, it's usually about how much we don't have and how much it's a challenge versus how do we study uh, money and that's that's part of what what um, the workshop that we do uh, we do encourage young people to start having conversations about money studying money learning how money actually flows for me I wish I'd had that education that type of uh, awareness when I was in my 20s uh, I did not not until later on in my life so I'm very passionate about helping young people with that at an earlier age. And I've met young people who are investors and my goodness, it warms my heart so much when I see them and when I see their success. I mean, literally, I know 20 year olds that are investors and it just, 
and some of them because of some of these the educational programs like that. Well, clearly there there could be nothing more frustrating than helping someone to to create a magnificent vision for their life and then failing to tell them how to 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 monetize something to fund that life, right? And, and, and I remember after two thousand eight, I went to a, a program called Wealth Mastery. It was like I don't know four days long and like 12, 15 hours a day or something. And, um, and we heard from, from people who had generated these huge, huge net worths of maybe a hundred million dollars and then lost it all and made it back. Right. And, and really what I learned at that program was a model to follow for the, for the creation of personal wealth. And they're, wow, I've never heard anything like this. I mean, I've never, I, there's no education on this in school. There's no, there's no real education about how to become financially secure or financially independent in, in formal education. And this is the first time I ever felt that I had a clear model to follow that if I wanted to create a time freedom or financial freedom, I could do it. And I started teaching a couple, uh, shortly after that, a program called Financial Mastery because Mastery, I wanted to share that model with the people in our companies. Mm-hmm. So I started to teach that and, um, and I've been teaching that now and I still teach it. I just rewrote the program to be taught virtually. And it, it's, it's basically, um, okay, where, where are we going, right? Where are we going, really? What do, what do we want our magnificent life to be? And how do we make that big and bright and clear? And, and secondly, where are we now? So we understand the gap between where we are and where we're going. And then we look at the obstacles and say, well, what are the obstacles that typically stand in the way of someone wanting to go from point point A to point B? Because they're all the same obstacles, right? These aren't new. Everyone who's created wealth before us has has dealt with these same challenges. So if we understand them, then they're not a surprise. Then last but not least, what's the path through those obstacles? What's the model to follow day to day, week to week, month to month, to go from maybe financial stress and big credit card debt to being able to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it? And, uh, and, and basically the concept of replacing your, your active income, what, how you work for money with, with purely passive income so that you never, you never have to work again or you do the things you love to do because you love to do them, not because you have to do them. Our, our dream is two things I, I got to say before I forget how to articulate them. One is that this work you've done, the two of you have done with Quantum Leap, with uh, Financial Mastery, and how you've translated all those years of trying to do it and studying it and spending the money to go and join the Tony Robbins program, then becoming a trainer with them. All that has gotten synthesized down to what you guys do today. And we pray and we hope that that wisdom comes into this show because this show is much like everything else you do. It's not meant for the Harvard graduate who knows everything. That's great if you do. God bless you if you went to Harvard. But it's for the rest of us that also want good things to happen for our families. So you've distilled so much, what seems to be complicated. Listen, all the types of things you've learned are complicated perhaps, but you've made them attainable for the masses. And we, you know, I, I think they're actually much more simple than most people think they are. I, you know, we have to change the way we think, how we act, how we interact with other people. We change, you know, we are, our beliefs, we change our patterns, you know, and we, we get leverage to do what we want to achieve. And, you know, it's interesting because our path with Tony Robbins, when we say we became trainers, that wasn't a two-week deal. Uh, we went to 40, 40 events around the world, uh, probably invested hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and volunteered for countless hours uh, to be selected for that over time. 
And we, we are very excited about being able to share what we've learned with other people. That's why we did it to begin with. You know, that's, that's why we went through the, the ordeal, because we wanted to have the skill set and the ability to, to share that with as many people as we can. So, yeah, we're very excited about that. Yeah. And to compliment you, Usha, before he goes, is, is that you, so much of the free time you guys sought, you sought it in the 90s when you were starting to build your how. You attained it at some point over the last 20 or 30 years, and you've gone to some some ability to have peace in your financial mastery. And what do you do with that? Well, you do the spreading of it. You share it, which is so good for Melanie and I to hear because we see that. We, we hear the, the negative media sometimes say, uh, if you make money, extra money, you're going to just be consumers. But it seems that you've been givers as you built more money, you became teachers. So uh, you built the wealth that allowed you to become teachers, is guess what I'm Money saying. is only good for the good that it does. We've heard that. It, it's just energy. It, it comes and it goes. And, the, and when we allow the flow of it, we can create a better world for sure. I know for us, it's family is so important to be able to really provide for our families as well. And then our communities it, it's just a beautiful thing because when we share, that is the beauty of life, really. I mean, it's it, it was never, oh my gosh, let's make a lot of money so we can have all these things. I, I think service has just been a big part of who we are. Don't get me wrong. I think it's it's great to have things. You know, it's great to, to reward. He loves lots of things. <laughs> it's, it's great to reward yourself. I mean, if you work really hard and, and you want to reward yourself because that's how you tell your subconscious mind to do it again. But at the same time, you know, you have to wake up and, and, and you have to say to yourself, if, if I could do anything I wanted to do today, anything I wanted to do without having to worry about whether it had, you know, made money or not, what would I do? And, you know, my answer to that question is, let me teach people how to create financial independence. I mean, I, I put me in a room with some people who don't believe they can. And just let me have an impact. So a month or, or six months later, they come back and say, wow, you know, that program changed my life. And I've heard that, by the way. As a matter of fact, we just signed up. I think you're starting another cycle of it next week. And depends when the show comes out. But I, I'm excited. So it, it begins for me as a student of yours in four days. So thank you for doing that over and over again inviting all the group that we're part of accountable equity to join you. So we're grateful for that. I just love, I love um, the financial freedom, the aspect of just looking at, you know, we're all given the same 24 hours every day, but it's just how to use those 24 hours makes all the difference in the world. You know, like we talk about passive income and what that is. And to be quite frank, I've never really said those words, passive income, until maybe the last few years where I've really understood what that exactly means. And to think that, you know, you put your work in in the beginning and then it's it's doing something while you're doing something else was just a novel thing that you just didn't, you thought, well, maybe some realtors who know of a good deal could buy a house and that could work for them. But normal people do that? Like just, you know, and carry a job. And so that's where investing and understanding that we, we can make a decision about where 
where money goes. It's not, you know, I hear people saying like, if there's just more hours in a day and it's not that way, it's, mm, it's using, you know, using your time wisely, which is kind of what I say all the time to my kids, but it, it really is, you know, as adults, like there doesn't have to be in that, you know, cycle of, uh, I can't get ahead. And, and, and one of the things with quantum leap and, and personal growth, it's just, it truly is about thinking better and learning to make better choices. And as you said, Melanie, even when I'm doing a lot of training with a lot of agents, I teach a lot of agents and work with a lot of the coaches. And I, I always say to them, you know, we all have the 24 hours. I'm still looking for the person who's got 26 hours. And really and truly, it's it's that 80-20 principle and really identifying, you know, what matters the most and then doing that in the time that we have, that's kind of where we can make the, the biggest difference as well in, in leveraging ourselves in time. You know, there's a, there's a man I, I just have an incredible respect for, and, and I, I looked at him as a role model. His name is Jeff Hoffman. I don't know if you've, you've met him before. Uh, you know, he's obviously a very successful guy, uh, a billionaire. And when you meet Jeff, you realize that he, he has a mission that's so unique in that he, he doesn't need to make money, but he's desperate to help young entrepreneurs find their way. He's, he's a role model because I think so many people that achieve at Jeff's level of success, it's not about further success. It's about how do I help other people have the success that I've had? Um, you know, we, true fulfillment in life comes from, from personal growth. And it comes from contribution, you know, and if you've grown to the point where you're kind of at the top of the game, uh, contribution becomes a major issue. So for those people who are saying, wow, I, I, I really need someone to help guide me in the process of becoming financially free, there are certainly many people out there who have, have achieved financial freedom that say, wow, I'm, they're looking for somebody who's hungry and somebody who's committed and somebody who has a vision that, that's, that's good for the world, serves them, serves the world, serves the greater good. And, and you'll get the support that you need. You know, in many, you know, in many cases, when, when, when I teach financial mastery, some of, the, some of the things that happen afterwards are people say, oh, okay, my mindset has changed. I've got a different perspective. I've got a bigger vision and I, and I want to take action on it. Now what? And, and then they find themselves in many, maybe many of our listeners find themselves, what do I do next? What do I, what do I invest in first? How do I know I'm making the right decision? And that's one of the things that are, is very exciting for me is how do I become part of the solution to that question? You know, how do, you know, how, how, do we, how do we find ways to create things that people can feel excited to invest in, feel that they understand what that means and are in business with people that, that they have faith and they can trust and work together with as partners? And, and that's one of the things that I'm excited about in future, particularly with, with the two of you in working toward that end. Isn't it fun that we're starting our journey together? We joined as partners at first because of projects. That's wonderful. That's always a wonderful way to get to know each other. But now here we all are, the four of us, talking about a show that we wish we would have heard at some point in our life, a show that made us realize we could be investors too. Mm -hmm. And in whatever you know, a lot of our guests we're going to have on here come from real estate. Maybe they bought single family houses like Melanie and I did when we were young. Uh, and that was our first opportunity to see how that works to people. Other people do it in other ways. So uh, we can't wait to share all those stories. 
I love how you said you want to be part of the solution of people, the question when people say what's next. So perhaps as we build a show together, you guys, we could, we could work on a question or two that helps a family share one of their aha moments. So how about for you guys, when was your aha moment where you stopped being afraid of the word investing and started maybe becoming comfortable with taking responsibility for your own investing of your own capital? I'm not sure it happened all at once. Our, our first major investment was in a company and it was, it was an investment that we made based on a lot of faith in, in our partner, Mike Campo, mm-hmm. who, um, you know, he, he created a, you know, he was, he's very much an entrepreneurial leader. He, he, he can launch companies like some people make sandwiches. He is so <laughs> wonderful. Mike, great to see you, buddy. Should get you on the show. The best of the best at, at the creation of, of, uh, of a company. What he doesn't like to do is, is, is run it. Um, you know, it, yeah, you know, he doesn't like to run it. He doesn't like to be the person on, on the front lines. And I, I do, and Usha does. So we went into business with him and we said, well, you know, we'll do this together and we'll invest in it. And, and if it works, we'll do it again. And, and one, of my, one of my mentors also, is, uh, David Osborne, once said that you should only work for two things, knowledge and equity. Notice he doesn't say money, <laughs> but, you know, work for two things, knowledge and equity. And, and at that time we were working for knowledge and we were working for a percentage of ownership of, of the company. And that was probably, and we, we invested some money in it too, right? But we were, we were also invested in a sweat equity position that turned into much, much, much more over time. And, but it was, a, it was a baby steps kind of, you know, but it, without, without someone who uh, had done it before, it would have been a much more difficult decision. And, uh, and that's just the way it is. And, and we've, we've made a lot of our investment decisions, quite frankly, based on the counsel of people that are a lot smarter than me. That's interesting. And this, that, that therein lies, I think, how everyone makes investing decisions. I hate to say it, but even if you're the family like Melanie and I were when we had a nice corporate job, we just gave our money to the 401 program that we were recommended. And then that had a mutual fund and we just gave our money all to that mutual fund. Not a bad idea, but definitely it's because we trusted the, the name of that company. We had no idea who was doing anything with any money. We don't, we don't know. So we just trusted. You're saying you found a Michael Campo or Mike Campo and you trusted him, his work ethic, his ideas. I liked who he was and I liked who his values were. And I, and I believe that, um, that, his heart was in the right place. And, and I thought our values were aligned and we wanted the same thing. So I thought it was a, an acceptable risk. And, you know? and, and I think we're all responsible yeah, though. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, we're all responsible for the decisions we make. If I say I'm, sometimes I make decisions based on people, that's true, but they're not responsible for those decisions. We and are. What, what I really do also want to say is that, you know, we come across people uh, in life and Bob said, you know, he, we trusted in him. The bigger thing is he also trusted in us because he was investing a large amount of his resources into starting the, biz, the company with us, you know, while we were going to be doing the front end of it. So it does take both ways. And I think when we align ourselves with people, sometimes we don't even know them that well, but we have the feeling you know, I, I remember it was just like having spoken with the, with him, met him and all the rest. It just felt right. Yeah. We had met a, a, other people as well, by the way, because we wanted to 
to be a part of the Keller Williams organization uh, 16 years ago. And there was no company here where we live. So we didn't want to do it ourselves. We didn't even know how to. We met with different people, didn't feel right. And then we met with Mike and Rudy. You have to understand how weird that is. We interviewed franchise owners so they could start a company so we could join. <laughs> it's usually the other yeah, that is usually unique. the other way around. But but you know the bottom line is if that company had failed, we he would have lost a lot more than we did. Mm-hmm. Right. But we we both invested in each other. We both trusted in each other, and and it it actually grew from I don't know ten agents to one hundred and thirty agents in thirteen months. But we had to step out, right? So if I were to summarize, I'm hearing that you guys, part of the way you think of investing is uh, very active. It's actually very, it it may become passive in the future, but you do think of activity at first. Whereas like when Melanie and I were with big corporations, we just gave our money for 401k. We never actually thought about any of it. You did always have a a knowledge. And and it's interesting to even think of investing in companies because so few of us have that opportunity like you did. You had a skill set. You actually met people that were hungry enough to take those kinds of challenges on. And so you had the rare opportunity to invest in a private opportunity. We also had the rare opportunity to go from a $250,000 a year income to a $45,000 a year income. What a great opportunity. That's a decision we made. And and the reason we decided to make that big step back is, is we had already made the decision that passive income had a higher value to us than active income. And we, we realized that this opportunity had a much higher upside for passive income. And we were willing to, to step back on the, on the active income in order to take advantage of that opportunity. And we've never looked back. I mean, largely a lot of the profits that we've made through our, our, our business endeavors have gone right back into investment. You know, we live in the same home today that we live in um, we lived in, in, in 1994, we live in a, we live in a log cabin in, in the middle of the woods and uh, we have a fabulous environment. We surround ourselves with an environment that is, is peaceful and nurturing and is, is, is just, um, just very beautiful. And it doesn't have to be opulent. As a matter of fact, sometimes yeah. that's counterproductive. I just had a big aha moment. Mm. And in, in, in what we were just talking about is, it's, it's really, you know, we're talking about investing as well, but it's investing in people. It almost always is, isn't it? Or maybe it always is. Investing in ourselves <laughs> to become knowledgeable, to, to become better versions, you know, each time. And it's also surrounding ourselves with the people. Sure. So. Uh, Covey, Covey's son wrote a book called At the Speed of Trust. And, and it had to do with how quickly things happen in business when there's trust between partners. I was uh, interviewed on a panel not too long ago in Texas and they asked me a question. They said, you know, what do you invest in now? And I said, really, it's honestly, it's not as much as what I invest in, it's who I'm investing in. Because they're, you know, once I know someone is, is a person that under promises and over delivers, somebody that has a history of great communication and, and caring more about other people than they care about themselves, it has a clear mission, vision, and values. Once I understand that, it's a much easier decision. And I, you know, sometimes we look at these numbers. Oh, send me the 
PPM. You know, you get this 50-page 50 50-page 50 document and then a business plan that's covered with like 12 pages of, of spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. And you say, hmm, are there any numbers in here that might not be 100% accurate? Duh, yeah. It's, is, it, is it possible to look at a spreadsheet of, of an of a, of a anticipated return with 100% certainty that those numbers are accurate? No. Is it possible to understand that the people behind the project will or will not do whatever it takes to protect your money? Probably an easier question. Mm. That's its own show, buddy. Yeah, I almost feel incredible. like we need to put a that, – that is so truthful – even if we're talking about Marriott and Hilton, you know, at the world's biggest businesses or IBM or whatever, if they were to acquire or start a new business, like what, what a private investment it means. Like when you invested with Michael Campo, you were actually creating something. So the three and four of you all sat down and said, we believe if we do this work, we will sell this many X and bring in this much profitability. And in year five, it'll work for us to benefit. Well, you definitely could affect that change because you were in the driver's seats, but you had to make assumptions and you didn't, you didn't make them ill, Ill, you know, illegitimately. You had to make assumptions and you meant them, but you didn't know. You couldn't have known four years from now, whether you could have kept that pace or whether the coronavirus would have hit. So it comes down to, will you pursue the goal, even when the obstacles happen. Yeah. I remember once I told my Campo, I said, Mike, this is the last thing I ever want to have to do for money. What do you mean by that? I, what I meant was, is that I was willing to do whatever it took to create a, an organization that was exceptionally successful. And I had the energy and, and I had the, uh, the passion to do it. But what I was telling him in no uncertain words is I have to be feel comfortable that you'll create the opportunity for me in the process of creating this dynasty that I will never have to work again. You know, I'm an operator and I love to operate, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I have my moments when I'm pretty good at it. It's an absolute pleasure to get to know you guys. I think the audience understands why we want to do this with you. Uh, here's, here's what the audience has probably picked up like Melanie and I have is that Teaching and education is just so paramount to your life that no wonder you're willing to invest the energy and time to, to work on a show and to work on curriculum for support of the show and resources. As we mature, I'm sure there are going to be more and more resources. All of that takes, first of all, it takes an idea and you already have worked on so many of those ideas. So we have a little bit of a leg up on most new shows because you have put years into thinking about how to share a lot with, with people in a very comfortable way. And that's really what's great about you guys. We also have learned that your perspective on investing, you know, about the people first concept, which I think we're going to hear a lot of when, whenever we interview the next 80 people, 80 couples, it's going to come up. We don't even have to, we don't even have to hope it's going to come up. I think it's going to come up. So what a gift you guys have been. Melanie, do you have a final? Yeah, I just, I just love that um, you're spending your life you know, becoming the best versions of yourself. And then in the end, you want to spend the latter years still pursuing that, but then helping other people to do that. I mean, that is just, that, that just sums up um, who you are what we're trying to do. And, and what, and what this show is trying to do really. I think it's, it's coming from a genuine heart and you two most definitely have beautiful hearts outward focused and um, I'm just so excited to see where this goes and to get to know you even more throughout as the show progresses. It is going to be an amazing journey. 
and getting to know everybody. We will talk to you again soon. And if our families want to learn more about you guys, what would be a good website they could learn more about you or your companies? Yeah, I, probably the quickest way to, to, to get some perspective on what we do and how we do it is to go to KPG Rocks, uh, which is Keystone Partners Group Rocks, kpgrocks.com. And uh, all kinds of stuff going on there. We also do podcasts where we interview um, mega agents in real estate and new and emerging agents in real estate, which we've done for a long time too, which are fun. Will we find that by going to that website? Yeah. Okay. Because I've seen the videos there too. They're excellent. Thank you so much, guys. Until next time. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Bye, guys. Been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us at the table. No matter where you are on your personal investment journey, we're glad you came. Join us next time for another engaging episode of Wealth Building with Friends.